Welcome to Men Hurt 2, brought to you by hashtag Coffee with T, and I'm T. On Mondays, we have a series called Men Hurt 2, and we have Man Convo Monday, where I bring a man on simply to share his truth and what it's like to be a Black man. And I always wonder what it's like to deal with those issues, and we have conversations with each other as women and friends. But I thought to myself, what better way to find out what a Black man is thinking or how it is to be a Black man in these trying times than to speak to Black men. So today I am so super excited for several reasons. One, because I am interested in his guest and his perspective on the world right now. And two, because he is our youngest guest. He's 21 years old. So he'll be 21 years old in a few hours. His birthday is tomorrow. Born in Miami, Florida, Daryl Lamar Fletcher Jr. is a student at Clark Atlanta University pursuing his passion in mass media arts. A singer, preacher, motivational speaker, and overall gifted individual, Daryl does it all. He has a passion for music and faithfully serves at the All Nations Worship Assembly of Atlanta. As he contributes his talents in his community, Daryl always spreads the message, God loves you, I love you, that's all that matters. So welcome, Daryl, come on in. Come on in. Come hey, on. hey, hey, hey. Oh my goodness, hi. <laughs> this ah. is so exciting. So again, I just told everybody you'll be 21 years old in a few hours. So you are my youngest guest. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. 21, woo, legal. <laughs> wait a minute now, wait a minute. <laughs> I know your dad, so wait a minute. You know, keep it clean. So let's talk about, um, the first thing I always do is I like to talk about your blueprint, mm. which means I like to know about your parents. Like, I like to know how you're raised. So tell me just a little bit about your mother and your father. Well, um, it's obvious my father is Daryl Fletcher Sr. <clears throat> and my mother, um, her name is Ishay. We call her Shay sometimes. She goes by Shay. Um, I, I really was raised, you know, like, some people in the church, you know, but I wasn't really heavy in it. Um, and so growing up, uh, my grandmother and my mom, they would do um, plays and my father, they would do plays at the church. So I would sit in rehearsals, you know, for hours, you know, just, you know, being so involved and loving it. And it's so crazy. Um, my mother and my father, they grew up in the choir uh, at Florida Memorial where they went to college. And so, you know, that brings my musical background. So my blueprint for loving music and loving God was really, you know, like a lot of people raising the church, spending time with them. I could remember there were many times when I was like five years old and I wanted to go play, but my grandmother would call me in the room and say, hey, God has a gift for you. So from, from that, like at five years old, from that point on, I knew that there was something, didn't know what it was, but I knew that there was something and growing up and all of that, I just knew that there was something that God was gonna use me for. So I believe that that was my blueprint growing up in the church, growing up playing music and growing up in, you know, plays and stuff like that, which makes my heart go out for media, film, theater, all that type of stuff. So tell me just a little bit about your relationship with your dad. I'm always interested in the father-son <clears throat> dynamic of, I'm, I was a single mom. My boys' dads were involved in their lives, but I'm always interested in, from the perspective of a young person, what what is your relationship like with your dad? Uh, I, 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 I love him. Uh, it's, 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 it's pretty cool. Um, he, he has really shown me, for my father, he really shows me what it means to, you know, be a man of God. He, he started me out in a young age. 
he would, you know, will wake up hearing Bible, like him clapping, sing hallelujah. And so yeah. I what always brought me and my father together was the word of God. Um, so our relationship is really based off of his relationship with God. And he would always try to bring me in, you know, in life, as you grow up, there's always a season where sons and fathers don't always see eye to eye. There's always a season where sons and fathers don't always agree on things. But at the end of the day, he is my father, and I thank him for everything that he's done, everything that he's doing, and everything he's going to do. So there are young men out here who, um, unfortunately, don't have their fathers in their lives. So, I mean, and it's a lot of stuff going on and people like to judge harshly, like yeah. these kids are doing this and these people are doing that. What, what would you like to say to people as far as young men that don't have their fathers in their lives? What I would say is, um, I would say that it's, it's, it's all for a reason. Um, you know, don't, don't look at God punishing you. Don't look at it. You deserving this. I believe that the things that happen to us don't just happen by happenstance. I believe that every single thing that happens to you and every single thing that you go through, let's say, for instance, not growing up without a father, I believe that shows you how to, you know, grow and want it more, you know, because you don't have someone to look up to. My father actually grew up without a father. His, his father passed when he was eight. And so he had to grow up trying to learn how to be a father. So I believe for the gentlemen who do not grow up without a father, don't look at it as punishment. And, and I believe what I did well, I also tried to find men who could be spiritual fathers, men who could mentor me with my dad and I weren't, you know, together. So men who you look up to, go to them. Hey, uh, you don't even got to call them pops, pop, call them by their name. But just look for men. If you don't have a father, look for men who could also show you the right direction, who are, you know, in the word. If you don't believe in the word, I understand. But men who are uh, helping you get on the right path, you know, because even if you don't have a father, we have a heavenly father. And that's another thing too, but you know, we won't get into that right now. Yes, but we will. Just to yes, make... we will. We can get, <laughs> we get into whatever you want to get into. This is your show today. I'm, I'm fine. Uh, just to make sure, just make sure that you understand that it's not to hurt you. It's to help you, you know, wow. so you can grow up. And so when you have a son, hey son, this is what, how I learned. And so your legacy can continue to go on and go on and go on. Don't just look at the now. I, I love to look at the future and know where I'm headed so that I understand that one day this will all make sense. Wow. This is all going to make sense. One day I'm going to look back and be like, dang, I didn't have a father, but I'm loving my, my son. I'm holding on to him. Like if I can go this last second, my son will know that his father loved him. So yeah, wow. don't, don't, yeah. don't stress about it. That's so good. Listen, listen. if you just tuned in, you're tuned in to Men Hurt Too, and I'm here with Daryl Fletcher Jr. Yeah. And if you just heard him, this is a 20, this is a 20 year old. He's gonna be 21 really soon. I just, I follow him. So I'm so impressed by the level of his maturity. And I just wanted to have him on because I know that there's a lot of lost young people in the world. And I know it's because a lot of them are not rooted in anything and I'm not judging or anything, but they, they need some direction. So I know you love the Lord mm -hmm. and our topic today is young and holy, remaining godly in an ungodly world. So in this world today, right? And this is what I see as a, a older, a, a seasoned woman, mm -hmm. I should say 50 years old. And I have sons, I have a son who is 11, 20 and 26. Mm -hmm. And I see in the world today that anything goes any anything goes 
why do you decide to stay grounded and rooted in the world and try to stay on the righteous path? You know, the righteous path is narrow. Why do you decide to do that? Um, two reasons. Because I know that that one, I, I know I know it's my calling. I mean, I know I've been called to do this. I know since birth, my mother tells me that before we were born, she used to pray over us, you know, for favor and that we will do mighty things in this world. But one, the other thing that keeps me going is because I know there there isn't many like me, or there oh. aren't many out there. Now, I, I meant that humbly. That no, aren't no, okay. who are <laughs> trying to profess the word of God. Now, I love. I have friends who do it with me, and the only reason why we keep going is because we know that we can't get everybody, and we know that we can't save everybody. That's not our job. Our job is just to be an example of, hey, look, I'm young. I love God. I turn up. I do what you do. I don't. I. I and here's the thing. I don't. I don't shame people for what they do. People who are my age, I can they could tell you, I'll be with my friend who who's out there, but every time we come together, I'm talking, hey, so how are you? Yada, 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 God loves you. It's the simple things. I'm not preaching a Bible on you. I'm not condemning you to hell. I'm having simple conversation with you and say, hey, bro, you mess up, I mess up. But look, we still here and we still got a chance to get this thing right with God because I don't want people to feel like I feel that I'm better than you just because I go to church. No. No, I don't want people to think that I'm better than them just because I can sing and do praise and worship. No, my goal is to help you understand that God loves you. That's why, that's why I say it all the time. God loves you. I love you. That's all that matters. Love doesn't judge. Mm. Love doesn't make you feel like you're worthless. Love doesn't beat you down with a Bible. No, love tells you, hey, look, you did this wrong, but I still love you and I'm going to help you get this. And it's vice versa. Sometimes when I'm doing wrong, he'll be like, Daryl, that ain't you. Right. And you, because it's give and take. It's a learning. I, I know something, he knows something. But because we spend time with each other, because we get to know each other, because we have a relationship, it, it, it's kind of like we're both helping, help, helping each other. It's kind of like that iron sharpens iron. He's, uh, he's sharpened in one area and I'm sharpened in one area. But I'm helping him with this and he's helping me with that. So wow. I hope that answered the question. Yes, it really did. Mm-hmm. Is it hard being a young believer in these times? I mean, it's hard being an old believer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm out here in the streets like, you know, I, and I, I'm the same with you. I don't want to judge you. I just need people to understand that really the word is just about being a good person. And yes. a lot of people think that if you love God and if you're a believer, you can't have fun. So is it hard being, a, I, I know it has to be incredibly hard. Like I said, when no. the world is do whatever you want to do, and it's okay. So tell me about how hard it is to be a young believer. I, it, 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 it is sort of a challenge, you know, daily because there'll be some things that I want to do, but I just know it won't look right. And, you know, you know, there are some conversations that I have with myself. You know, people follow you. You know, people look at you as a, a young man of God. And I believe it is very, very, very hard. But like I said earlier, people also have to understand that I'm human. I am a human being. I'm a human being. I make mistakes. I mess up. But here's the thing. God, like I said earlier, God's love trumps that. He doesn't beat me up for it. He doesn't condemn me. He does not make me feel bad. God's like, okay, you messed up. You will try again. It's kind of like when a kid is trying to, you know, go across the monkey bars, you know, for the first time, he's trying to get across and your father's right there. You fall down. What does he do? He picks you right back up and puts you at the starting place and says, let's go again. He doesn't put you at the floor and say, get up. You're worthless. You can't do it. No, 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 no. So I believe that growing up, you know, for me, 
every day, you know, when my friends went, hey, Daryl, let's go do this. No, nah, I can't right now. Because, and it hurts sometimes. It actually hurts because we do want to do the world. The Bible declares uh, to not be conformed. Sometimes it does hurt because you do want to conform. Yes. Oh, God. And, and some people won't tell you that, but yes. I'm going to be honest. Sometimes I want to conform and yes. do what they Can we talk about it? Yes. I want to do what they do. But I know that there is one day going to be people who watch me, even people watching me now that understand that that, that this 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 walk, like you said earlier, we some people believe that once you once you uh, you know, declare that you love God and you read the word, that some people believe that that means you can't have fun. No, you can have fun. You can have fun, but don't do something that's going to jeopardize one, your image, and one that's going to jeopardize your ministry. You know, yeah. we can have fun. We can go out and laugh. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a funny person in my eyes. So I go out and have fun with, you know, people, and we have a good time. And that's fun. What the world seems fun, that's what they want to call it fun. But what I want to do that's fun, I can do that as well. So you have to understand that, for me, what I have to understand is that I can still go ahead and live my life. I can go ahead and live my life, but all I got to make sure is I put God first mm. and then go do the things that I want to do. Make sure it lines up with his will. Does it always line up with his will? No. But like I said earlier, even when I mess up, what keeps me going to say, okay, I'm a believer. What keeps me on this faith walk, what keeps me on this Christian journey is understanding that no matter how many times I mess up, God's grace and God's love and his mercy is always there to cover me. Mm. Oh. I know that's right. Listen, I listen. I be wanting to conform too. <laughs> listen, I'm so serious. I was just thinking about this the other day, right? Because I had saw somebody on social media said something on my page. I just deleted the comment. But who I used to be, uh, who I used to be, really wanted to curse. Hmm. I mean, I really wanted to say some words, but I had to pull myself back in because right. I'm a believer, and I know a lot of people follow me too. And I'm like, that wouldn't look right. And my coach is following me too, and she's a believer, so. I was like, I don't want to get those eyeballs on my page. So how important is it to have the right circle around you? Very important. Very important. I remember my um, youth pastor actually knows one of the, one of the members of my church. He, he used to say this all the time when he used to speak to the kids. He, he used to say, if you want to know who you are, look at your friends. If you want to know who you are, look at your friends. Huh? It's quiet in here. If you want to know who you are, like a friend. So you have to make sure that in your circle you have people who 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 want to see you succeed and who you want to see succeed. You have to make sure you see people who push you. I I, I never I have this one friend, um, my friend Janessa. She's my sister. I love her so much. Anytime I'm doing something, anytime I'm going to sing somewhere or preach somewhere or do anything, she's always like, you know, pushing me. Daryl, you can do this. I remember I recently had a, um, a little co mini concert for my birthday and she came and was like, Daryl, don't worry. I remember I was stressing that day, but she said, Daryl, you can do it. Daryl, you got it. Is there anything that I can do? And, that, and, that, and that's the great thing. She said, and she actually did it for me. I said, I, I got to pay this. She said, okay, I'm sending. You got to find people who, who are willing to like, stop and drop and so let me help you and it's vice versa because i help her with her ministry and i help her with the things that she do so it's very important that you have people in your circle who want to see you win and who want to see you grow because a lot of people sometimes join your circle to make to, to actually put their input to make you fall some oh. people actually want to see you fall and that's something i learned this year some people are actually close to you because they want to see you fall they want to see you fail. They don't want to see you succeed. So every time you come to them, should I do this? Man, I don't know. You, mm, yada, yada. Or should I do this? Man, that's whack. 
versus now granted there are some people that you do need you don't always need yes man but if they're constantly saying no constantly always doubting your dreams it's time to let them go it's time to get them out of your circle because here's the thing they only want to see you not grow they want to see you die they want to see your ministry die they want to see your your life die they want to see all that go downhill so i believe that having those people who really want to see you and really are willing to help you grow that is very important to me for my circle now from January 1st, 2020 to what is it? November 2nd to 2020. My God, my circle has came from this to this in a, in a span of 11 months. I, I kid you not. And so it's kind of like sometimes, and, and sometimes we don't even want to let them go. Right. Sometimes we don't even want to let them go. But God says, okay, it's out of your hands now. It, I got it. And, and, and that's what happened. I didn't want to let people go. But God said, okay, mm -mm. these people ain't for your life. So I've literally, my mother said this, I didn't lose them. They lost me. And so a lot of people lost me this year. A lot of people lost me this year in my circle. And now I see who's really for me and who isn't. So that's very important. Whoa, listen here. If you just tuned in, this is our <laughs> guest, Daryl Fletcher on Men Hurt 2, the series. And he just really dropped some gems. He is 20 years old, soon 21 years old tomorrow. And this brother right here is on the right track. And I want us to just understand some of the things he just said, like your circle is important. And sometimes God is going to remove people. Yeah. And, and one of my sayings too, Daryl is, I don't cut people off now. I let them go. Because a lot of times we have people in our circle from years and years ago, and we holding on and they're, they're stagnating us. And one other important thing he said, look around at your circle, because there's some people in your circle that want you to fail. Even mm. Jesus had Judas. Oh, Jesus had Judas. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Jesus had Judas. Jesus had Judas. But Judas, Judas had to go too. And, yeah. and a lot of times the Judases remove themselves. So you don't have to do anything but listen to the word of God. So do you, you think, you know go ahead. No, if go you, ahead. Like Jesus, <clears throat> he didn't let Judas stop his ministry. And here's the thing. Jesus knew he was going to portray him. If yep. you keep doing what you're called to do, eventually those people who aren't for you, they're going to fall off and die. Not physically, we don't pray that against on, on anyone, but like your, their connection with you is going to die. Jesus said, hey, here's what he did. He took the bread, dipped it in the wine, gave it to him. God bless you. I got something to do. Yes. He, he sit there and harbor. I know what you're getting ready to do. How could you? Mm -mm. He said, I'm going to dip this bread in this wine and one of you will betray me. Here you go. Judas, hmm. Judas did what he did and Jesus continued to do his ministry. Lord. Jesus sat there. I believe had Jesus sat there and had an argument with Judas and tried to keep Judas to say, Judas wouldn't have betrayed Jesus. Judas, Jesus wouldn't have gotten the cross. Where would we be? Oh, where would we be? If Jesus, if Jesus did not let Judas go, if oh. Jesus did not let Judas go, would he have died on the cross? No. Because G Judas wouldn't have betrayed him. He wouldn't have pointed out to the people who Jesus is. So wow. you gotta be careful. Sometimes you have to let people go because people's lives are depending on who's in your circle. If you have people who are always negatively pouring into you, you won't be sure of yourself. You won't uh, be strong in your calling and you won't do what you're called to do because you'll be so stuck of what that one person or those two people think about you in your circle. Mm. You, you gotta let them go and do what they're called to do. All right, yes. I'm done. No, no, listen, I'm I'm learning the day from the 20 year old. I got a son that's 26 that's older than you. 
I'm, we are being blessed right now. And, and my thing is, if we bless one person, Dara, we did what we were called to yes. do today. So are, do you believe that um, young people are moving <clears throat> away from God? Um, mm, in a way, because I saw something on Twitter or Instagram that's saying, we've turned God into the universe and we've turned prayer into manifestation. Oh, and I believe I'm <laughs> done. I gotta go now. <laughs> I believe, um, I believe that some people are going away. But like I said, my my job is not to to really like save everybody. My job is not to be like, hey, I'm a follower of God. Follow me. No, I'm just going to do what I'm called to do, and speak to people confess the word of God. I'm just going to keep doing that so that eventually they'll see it is come. So eventually that they will come. And like you said, uh, well, to answer the question, I, I believe that some of them are going away, but I believe that once they see people who are true and not trying to be churchy, not trying to be religious. And here's the thing, when I talk to people, yeah, I'm, I, I go to church and so you get, sometimes I, you know, hoop and holler, but at the end of the day, listen to what I'm saying, not what I'm like, don't listen to all my hoops and antics. Listen to what I'm saying. I understand that some people don't believe in God, but listen, even if you don't, I'm not telling you to convert to Christianity. I'm just saying, let's have a conversation. I remember I was having a conversation with a Muslim. It was me and my friend. Um, we were both, we we're both Christians and we we're having a conversation with a Muslim. People are going away from God, but here's the thing, just sitting down and talking to them, just sitting down and having a conversation with them lets them know, hey, I, I, I'm listening to you. What you share, you, you share. What I share, you share. And so I don't force religion on people. I don't, I don't force religion on youth and young adults. I do not do that. What I do is I say, hey, look, God, like, I'm sorry that this is always my answer, but this is always what I say. It's true. It's really simple. We try to make it so complicated. At the end of the day, God loves you. I love you. And that's all that matters. What is love? Love is patient. Love is kind. You know, it's all of these hmm. things. It's not, it's not beating you down. And so I believe that once young people come, you know, see me, I remember on campus, people, I'll be walking down the promenade and people would, you know, DM me on Instagram and be like, oh my God, I saw, I've seen your ministry and I just love it. And I remember I did a video and somebody sent it to me. Stuff like that no, lets me know that I'm in the right direction of bringing people to Christ. Yes. Am I going to save everybody at CAU? No. I'm not called to. God no. didn't call me to save everybody at CAU. No. But what I do know, I remember the Lord, the Holy Spirit said to me, your sheep will know your voice. So stop worrying if people will like it. What oh. do I mean to like it? Like what I post on Instagram. There were many times where I did not post anything on Instagram because I didn't think it would get the, the amount of likes. Whether it's eight likes or 800, my eight sheep liked it and they heard the voice of God and they heard what he said. So I believe that they are straying away, but I believe that if people who get confident in your calling, I believe that a lot of people are straight away because people are sitting on their calling. Whoa. I believe that a lot of people have not come to Christ yet because a lot of young people are sitting on their calling. If you pay attention, this, this next generation needs to wake up. Why? Because the generation that has brought people through, like a couple of days ago, we just lost Rance Allen. That generation and those people who God has called, they're getting out of here. Mm. Sadly, truly, they're going. So this young generation needs to wake up and understand that this is our time. I was thinking about this the other day. Once we wake up, I believe that this generation is really going to be the turning point of, of you know, young people not knowing who God is. 
Yes. I believe it. Once we wake up and stop being so worried about if they will like it or he will like it or if they will share the post, put it out there. Once you do your part, God does his part. Woo! And I believe there are some young people who are who God is using who aren't a part of the cloth or who don't go to church. God is using some of those young people. Yeah. I remember I see things on TikTok and Instagram. Here's the crazy thing. We we I see the young people using any and every platform. I see motivational messages on Instagram. I see motivational messages on TikTok. I see it on, shoot, uh, Facebook. If we just understand that and start waking up and being who God has called us to be, I believe that the younger generation who are turning away from God will then to see, okay, if 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 their life is hell and if their life is like this and and they're you know young and they're trying to live God, okay, let me give this a try. I didn't force it on them. What did I do? I just continued to be who I was. Yeah. I just continued to be Daryl Fletcher Jr. And people then come. That, yeah. that, that, so to answer the question, I do believe that young people are going away. But here's my here's my here's my charge for the other people, for the people who do claim to be followers of Christ. Stop sleeping on your calling. Mm. Stop sleeping on your gift. Stop sleeping on who God has called you to be. And that that I'm still learning that. Yes. And I'm not going to say that I'm perfect. I'm still learning that. Like the fact that I'm on here with you, like get call me last month or last year. I wouldn't have done this, but because I know that there's something that needs to be said, that's something that somebody needs to hear. I'm doing this. So you have to understand, be confident in who God has called you to be. Cause he yes. wouldn't have placed it in you if you couldn't do it. I'm done. Uh-uh. I know that. Listen, he just called, he said, here's the charge. That's what I love. I like when somebody come and give a charge. Here's the charge. <laughs> Stop sleeping on your gift. Stop sleeping on your calling. Some young person and some older person needed to hear that today because mm. fear will have you paralyzed. One Woo-hoo! of the things I tried to teach my boys was if only I had just listened to the Ten Commandments. Wow. Not even the whole Bible, Daryl. <laughs> Not even the whole Bible. If mom had just listened to the Ten Commandments, right? Because my whole life turned upside down from the nine of the commandments that I didn't listen to. Mm. The only thing I didn't do was murder somebody. (laughs) Everything (laughs) else I did. And and when I started falling into line with just those 10 commandments, who's ever listening, just start with those. My life just changed for the better. Like, I was like, oh, it's not that churchy churchy. So a lot of people say, listen, a lot of people say Christians are judgmental. Mm -hmm. right like I like to tell people like this is what it says in the bible I'm not judging you because I have sinned and I'm going to sin again but this is what it says in the bible thou shalt not do this thou should you shouldn't do this you shouldn't do that is it judge what's the difference between being judgmental and holding people accountable um I was watching Marcus D. Wiley the comedian right um and he said something about church folk try to be like refs and, and he gave the illustration of his son who plays basketball. And here he is in middle school, but every time the ref blows the whistle on the smallest of things, it discourages the young players. And I believe that we have to understand the difference between being judgmental and holding someone accountable. This is Marcus D. Wiley, but it, 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 it helps you understand this clearly. We have to understand that if every time you do something wrong, if that is the only time I discussed with you, and that is the only time I talk to you, I'm judging you. 
Oh. Versus building a relationship. Like I said, let's say me and Johnny have a relationship. We talk, bro, you did good today. Couple of days later, bro, what are you doing? I have a relationship. So therefore I'm holding you accountable. I congratulate you on your good days. And I help you understand that what you did on this bad day was not right. Versus every day and every time you do something wrong, oh, you're going to hell. Oh, you did this wrong. No, 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 no. If the only time I speak to you is to condemn you and to tell you that you did so-and-so wrong, that's judging. Oh my judging goodness. You. Versus saying, hey, listen, you messed up, but let, 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 let's, let's, let's try it again. That's holding you accountable. That's holding you, that's showing love. That's showing you that I care enough for you that even on your worst days, I'm still gonna help you and grow and I'm still gonna be there in your corner. So we have to understand that we we, we can't always be a rep. Sometimes, because if, if, we, if we flip the view and look at the mirror, rep, begin to talk about yourself. Right. The first person you need to judge is yourself. The first person you need to hold accountable is yourself before you go try to hold someone else accountable and just end up judging them. Wow. Lord, you just you just freed me. No, I'm so <laughs> serious. You know what? That is the best definition that I've ever heard between judgment and accountability. And I, I thank you that you just helped the whole world. Everybody that's listening to this, you've really helped us. I'm telling you, that just really made me think like, oh, Okay, now I know how my children feel, but I'm constantly on their back about something. But I, and I and I notice the good things that they do. I just don't highlight it. So thank you. You just really helped us all. Like I'm gonna hug your mother and your father because they. I remember, really... I remember when we were younger. Um, um, I did something bad, and my father called me, and he said, he said people always remember the bad that you do more so than the good. Why is that? Wow. Why, why do we always want to think about what the bad, the bad things that people do? You know, why do we always want to, you know, oh, he, he, God used them, but child, you know, he, if God right. didn't do that, and we're trying to be like Christ, why do we always try to highlight the bad that people do? That's judging. Mm. That's judging. And here's the thing, we, do, we, we talk about them versus talking to them. Whoa. We talk about them behind their back versus having that relationship and saying, hey, I know you did this wrong, but hey, listen, we can try it again. It, 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 you got to understand that instead of talking about them, talk to them. Because what you're doing is changing everybody else's view and you're growing the, the, the outlook of the negative versus talking to the person directly and killing it in its embryonic stage. And here's where we get, to, here's where we go wrong. We grow it rather than trying to, ha trying to handle it with the person. If wow. you talk to the person about it on a love, on, on a love level and a respectful level, they can change their ways. When I'm talking to Tim, Johnny and, and Derek, what does that do for him? Oh, if I didn't talk to him, what does that do for him? He's still doing wrong, but I'm still spreading it to the world. And now I'm getting the whole world to get mad at him for his faults when we all have them. Whoa, not talk to him on a love level. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's simple. If we talk to them, like I like pull them aside. Hey, bro, what you did was wrong versus going out on social media. Oh, my God. And tagging everybody so they can see that. That's not that's not the, that's that that's judging. That's not the way to do it. That's not yeah. the way to do it. And this is church folk. Shame church from folk. church. This is church folk. This is church huh? folk. Talk about I hope church folk is listening right now so they can get themselves together. 
Wait a minute. Listen, if you just tuned in, you're tuned into Men Heard Too. I'm here with Daryl Fletcher Jr., a young preacher, a young black brother, a young scholar who is on his journey of sharing the word of God in an ungodly world. So we wanted to bring him on to see how you stay grounded in a world that allows, in a world where anything goes. Yes. So why don't you just say to yourself, if I do this, God will forgive me. Cause we reckless. Like, you know, I used to say that, you know, so what I did, let me pray. God will forgive me. I'm in a different mindset now because I want to please the Lord, yeah. but there's a lot of Christian church folk, church folk, church folk <laughs> who say, you know, I'm going to go out here and do this on Monday through Saturday. And I'm going to come to church on Sunday and repent. Why don't you just as a young 20 year old, why don't you just go be lit and live your life and say, you know, listen, I'm going to pray and God going to forgive me. Like I said earlier, <clears throat> I'm, not, I'm not perfect. And so there are some moments where I do do that. And I'm going to be honest, you know, there are some moments where I'm, I do it and I'm like, I know God will forgive me. But it's, I remember I, I talked about, I preached this sermon a couple last year at my school. I said, it's not until you truly accept God's grace and mercy that you won't want to do that anymore. Mm. What is grace? Grace is not is getting what we do not deserve and mercy is not getting what we do deserve Ooh. once you truly understand that god's love is so great and so powerful you wouldn't want to do the things anymore and here's the thing we have to understand that there are some days where we're going to we're we're we're, we're going to be okay but there are some days where you're at the lowest of lows and you it's life nobody's perfect and i'm not going to sit here on this platform and say that i am perfect i'm 20 years old and a lot has happened. I'm in college. So take that as, as, as you please. You, you know what? So understand that once you truly understand God's grace and mercy and how he loves you, that he sent his son before you said, before you were even born, once mm. you truly get a grasp of that thing, you wouldn't want to pick, pick, you wouldn't want to hang out with that person. You wouldn't want to text that person at two. And come on, I'm just being honest. You wouldn't want to do those things that you are doing. So once you truly understand God's grace and God's mercy and his love for you, I believe that that will truly turn because love is very powerful. Love will make you do crazy things. And once you truly get, a, uh, truly accept God's love, it'll make you do crazy things like what? Understanding that this ain't for me anymore. Mm. understand that I can't I can't I can't be in this relationship with this person anymore I can't I can't talk or you know kick it with this person because you have to understand that God love is so powerful God mm. love is so powerful so once you get a grasp of that thing it's like God bless you and and, and, and honestly like I said there are some days when you get that I did that this year I understand I said mm -mm, we can't do this no more but there are some other things, let's be honest, there are some other things that take a little bit more time. And here's the second thing, don't beat yourself up about it. Yes. Don't beat yourself up about it if one day you're like, God, I'm going to do it, and the next day you fall. Don't beat yourself up about it. It's a learning process. It's an experience. It's a journey. We all go through it. It's right. a journey. A lot of people think your journey to success or where God's going to call you is like this. No, sometimes it's this, go back around, swoop around, stay here for a couple of years, up, down, puddle, sharks. It's all of that. Mm. But it's a journey. You have your highs and you have your lows. So don't beat yourself up about it. Don't beat yourself up about it, but understand that God's grace and his love and his mercy is so powerful that even when you do do it, the Bible, uh, we talk about it, commission and omission, knowing and unknowing. 
Yes. Do it. No, his love, his grace is there to, to help you and protect you so that when you do it, that last time you, you'd be like, this ain't it. And you change. And then here's the thing. Once you get brought out of it, trust me, there's somebody who's watching you and they're going to believe God for the same miracle. It's a domino effect. That's why I always tell people, what you go through is not about you. Oh, oh. <laughs> go through is not about you because you have to understand that by when you're gone, you're gone. But what you leave here and what people see you while you're living, that's what matters because then what God has poured into you will continue to pour generations behind you. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. No. Listen here. I, and and, and Daryl is so right because like I said, Daryl's 20, I'm 50. I can't believe I'm saying that, but uh, you know what? I was 20 once and I'm like 50 is old, but it's really not. But anyway, <laughs> I have my four friends. I call them my core. They're my girls. We've been friends for 40 years. Mm. And what you just said is the God's honest truth because as each of us shifted in different areas from doing things that we had no business doing, mm -hmm. the whole crew shifted. Yeah. As each of us elevated and changed in different areas, the whole crew shifted and elevated and changed in those different areas. Because I'm telling you, back in the day, we would drink a gallon of Jose Cuervo. Talk about it. And a case of Corona. I'm talking about on a Saturday night, it'd be gone. Now we are on a whole different level. And we look at ourselves, we're like, Remember when we used to, and now we run in businesses and, 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 and don't even have the desire yes. for the Jose, Jose Cuervo shot. So it is a shift and yeah. people are watching and they say, oh, she could do it. I could do it. Yes. So I love, 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 love the Fletchers. Mm. <laughs> Me too. I, listen, if you don't know the Fletchers, <laughs> follow Daryl Jr. And then follow the rest of the Fletchers. They are a successful family and like daryl said they're not perfect and i'm sure things happen behind the scenes but they are tight i have watched you guys in your living room dance i have watched, <laughs> yeah. I have watched the prom queen the prom king i have seen all of your siblings be successful <laughs> under an umbrella of love so mm. I want to talk about family now. Mm. Was there, I know you have an older sister and then you're, you're the oldest boy, Daryl Fletcher Jr. Mm. Was there a level of um, accountability and an example that you needed to set for your siblings being Daryl Fletcher Jr., the oldest son? Um, honestly, there was. But I believe that there were many times where I dropped the ball. Um, and I actually had a conversation <clears throat> with my sister about this the other day. Um, I said, I apologize for trying to compete with you. Oh. In Devin and Destiny shadowing us. I always tried to compete with Dejanae trying to be the oldest. And <laughs> what I have to what I what I understand now is what Dejanae was supposed to teach them is what they were they were supposed to be taught by Deja. What I was supposed to teach them, teach them is what they were supposed to, you know, supposed to know. And I, I, I have to understand that, you know, for, for, you know, whoever's watching for young, young brothers and older brothers understand that, you know, they're not always going to do what you do and they're not supposed to, they're not always going to do what you do. But like I said, you keep being you, they're going to catch on to those things. I believe, I honestly believe, because I'm so adamant and I love singing and going out places, my younger sister, Destiny, she, she, 
I always push her to do music. And I always push it. Like when I had my concert, I called her up on stage. And why? Because I'm getting her out of her shell. So that's something that she's looking up to me for. Like my brother, I remember we, oh my God, we used to be so bored in the house. So we used to make videos. So I, I you know, and now a couple of weeks later, he was recording himself, propping up cameras and posting it on YouTube. So you have to understand what you're meant to teach people. You're meant to teach you. Like I said earlier, your sheep will know your voice. Yes. Dejanay taught Destiny how to do hair. Dejanay taught Devin how to do hair. When I tell you he has a different color every week. Yes. He has a and I love them. So you have to understand your sheep would know your voice. And mm -hmm. I, I, and what you what you what you what people are supposed to get from you, they will. Stop trying to be like this person. Right. And stop trying to be like that person. And, I, and it's sad that I had to learn that through my family, but you know, that's what family is. Family teaches you day by day. So that, that relationship, I believe that I taught them some things and I believe that they, they looked up to me in some things. And I'm actually grateful that, you know, they, they, they do what they do now. I'm grateful that when I come home and when we always get together, we could be sitting in the living room and I'd be like, one, two, three, uh, boom. And to be honest, we got that from Daryl Fletcher Sr. Yep. We would be, we would, we, I remember one time we was coming home and my dad was like, don't see nobody, nobody, and started a song. And then we come in, nobody, nobody. And it, 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 it's just crazy, you know? And so I just believe that it, it, if you just continue to be who you are, even your young, younger siblings, whether they want to admit it or not. Now, I know if they had, I, I know if I had them with me here today, they wouldn't admit it. But I know that what they got from me was, you know, good things. And, you know, I also, and not to, you know, discredit what, what our father taught us about God when we were young, but also there will be some moments where I call them in there, y'all, let's pray. Let's read our Bible. And so I believe that my mother always told me, she always says, Daryl, thank you for being for still going and being strong in this walk for all of us. Mm. So here's the thing, not only are my siblings looking at me, but my mother is looking at me as well. So you have to understand that, like I said, it, 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 if you just continue to be who you are, not only people outside of the world, but the same people who are living in your address will look up to you. So you have to be careful. And here's the thing, they, they'll, they, they've seen me at my best and they've seen me at my worst. But here's the thing, I was Daryl through all of it. Whoa. And what they see and what they saw is what they will learn and how to get through it. I know that when there were some very dark moments, y'all, let's circle up. Let's circle up. Recently, a couple months ago, I was like, y'all, let's all come down here and let's pray. So now in those moments when Destiny or Devin or Jason wants to give up, I know they're praying. I know that when it gets to that, that, that deep place, it's like, God, I know they're praying. Why? Because we did these things as, as, as youngins. We did wow. this thing as a kid and it grew and it stayed with them. Mm. God, yeah. Lord, I'm I'm Daryl Fletcher Sr. And what's your mom's name? Shay. Shay. Shay, listen, I thank y'all. Thank y'all for what you instilled in this young man. Thank you for sharing him with the world. Mm. And thank you for just letting allowing him. And I want parents who are listening right now because your children are the fruit that you bear. Mm. I want parents to listen right now to say they allowed him to be himself, good, good, bad, or indifferent. They did not condemn him. They did not judge him. They did not make him feel bad for the things that he did. I need you guys to, I need us as parents, and I'm learning myself because mm -hmm. yeah. I got three boys and I haven't always, listen, I like, yo, I'm about to knock, like you, <laughs> instead of having the conversation of, 
What are you feeling? Yes. Why are you doing it? It was, you better not do it. And my boys are like, let me explain. Go ahead. I believe if parents sometimes, now we get it, discipline, we get it. Sometimes it's not always a discipline that, and, and, and condemning it. Sometimes it's literally, let's talk. Because now, and I'm going to be honest, we were very scared to come to our father with issues. Why? Because we, we, you know, as kids, your father disciplined you. Right. But it wasn't until we grew up, he would open up, all right, well, let's talk about it. And so now, if you have that balance of discipline, and, and I'm going to say discipline, and having those conversations, it's kind of like, okay, we know if I did something wrong, I'm, I'm going to get disciplined. But also, my father is also going to be like, okay, here, here, here's, here's how we do better at this. Here's how right. we do better at this. Here, how, here's how we grow, you know? <clears throat> and I can honestly say my growing up, my father did get lenient to that. And he started having conversations with us. And so we'll all have those conversations. So parents, you know, uh, it, it needs to be a balance. And it, it, it can't always be, <clears throat> cause that, this is not love. My father used to be like, I beat y'all cause I love y'all. Yeah. But also have conversations with us. I, 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 I'm, I'm disciplining you, but understand that. Let me talk to you. Let me, let me not just say you did it wrong. Let me show you what's the right way. Let me show you how to do it right. Because if you're telling me I'm wrong, I'm wrong, I'm wrong. When, what is right? What is right? What is right? Show me what is right so that I won't get disciplined anymore. You know, right. you, 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 you know, and, and not bashing parents, but don't, you know, show me what is right. So that we won't have to, so we can move on to the next thing that I need to learn in life. Right. And, and, that, and that goes to the, 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 what we talked about earlier. It's not always this. Love is not always talking bad. No, it's talking, hey, you did good on this. Although you did bad on this, let me show you what you do. Let me show you how to do the right thing so that, that <laughs> I'll never forget it. And I love my dad. I'll never forget it. I was, it was in elementary school and I was writing and it was sloppy. It was sloppy. And, you know, he said, go upstairs and grab my belt. And, and he disciplined me because of my writing. And, and at the moment, I'm like, ah, I hate my dad. But then he had a conversation. He said, what people see or, you know, when people look at you or, you know, even with your handwriting, something so small, that's you. So people look at that. So let's, let's make sure it's right. Let's make sure it's, it's correct. Let's make sure it's neat. Now, to this day, people are like, Daryl, you write like a girl. I don't care. It's neat. I learned that way back when. And what we learned back then, if we started back then and, and that's in that stage, it'll stay with us for the rest of the life. Mm. And so now to this day, when I, I write my writing, you can understand what I'm writing. Why? Yeah. Because my father disciplined me and then he showed me what to do. And he explained and he let me know this is how you do it. So we have to understand that it's not always about discipline. Sometimes it's okay to have a conversation with them and let them know what is right and what is wrong. Ooh, train up a child. I'm trying yeah. to tell you, this young man right here, Daryl Fletcher <laughs> Jr. at 20 years old. Listen, I know people can't believe you're 20 right now. <laughs> soon to be 21 and legal tomorrow. Ooh, whatever, whatever that means. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm gonna ask you one last question. Um, there's a lot of young people whose parents are split, who mm. divorced, and I know divorce is a hard thing. And how do they not use that as a crutch and as an excuse to fail? 
Mm. Um, did not expect that question. Um, but it's, <laughs> I know, I had to throw one on you. I had to throw one on you. Because we use of, of our trauma that holds us back. How do, you, how do you not use that and move forward? I, what I would say, <clears throat> how you use that, <clears throat> is like I said earlier, um, with not having a father, you take it and you 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 know that it's all for greater good. You know, mm. I, I believe that, <clears throat> I'm going to say from experience, sometimes you have to understand that. Had, had my parents not divorced, I wouldn't have been able to really travel different places. Like wow. I, I, I lived in Maryland for a year with my father. And that is really where I started taking ministry serious. And so getting up on, you know, my father was the youth pastor. So we were there every, you know, every week. We were there early Sunday morning and late Sunday night. And, you know, I started doing ministry there. Versus had we stayed in Georgia, it just would have been the same thing over and over again. So you have to understand that, like I said earlier, it's not always negative. And I told people in the physical, it looks horrible. But you have to understand that sometimes what looks negative to people is what God will really use to start you and to jumpstart your ministry and to hmm. take off your ministry. Wow. Had I not went to Maryland, the Carolina Missionary Baptist Church, I'll probably be scared to sing in front of people today. Wow. But because, you know, we moved and we learned and I learned how to do ministry and saw my father in his, in his, in his ministry of the church. And then, you know, going back home to my mom and, you know, still having that, had I not had that not happened, I don't think I would have been able to really, you know, grow and try to, you know, you know, be who God has called me to be. Now, my mother used to say, I used to cry when people would put me on the stage. Now I cry when I can't get on one. You know, <laughs> so it, 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 helps, it helps you. It's all part of the process. It's all part of the plan. Mm. And, and how, how we don't use that as a crutch is by having that, men, that mentality that this is something that happened to me, but I'm not going to stay there. I'm not going to harbor it. Mm. I'm not going to stay there and I'm not going to harbor it. Because what we can do that what, mm, what we can do is because if we stay there and harbor in it, it can it can really do some damage. It can really do some damage. And sometimes it takes us years to understand that a lot of damage has been done. Right. Sometimes it can take us years to understand that a lot, a lot of damage has been done. But I'm warning people, uh, I'm saying this now. If you look, and that's how I look at everything as life, that there's something God has to be. Uh, um, something great has to be coming out of this because he wouldn't have allowed it if nothing is, is, is going to happen. Because if we look at Job, Job lost everything. Everything. Job lost everything. But God, but Job knew that, God, you didn't leave me back then. You didn't forsake me back then and you won't do it now. So if you keep that mindset of understanding that even, I, even to homeless people, if you understand that this is all a part of God's process and all of God, part of the things that God has for you, 
understand it. And that's what keeps me going. If you understand that this is all a part of the process and one day you'll be able to sit back and be like, you'll, you'll laugh at the things you've been through because God used every single thing that has happened in your life to one, give him the glory and to two, prepare you for your future. Hmm. Lord, Daryl Fletcher Jr. Listen here, boy. I'm just saying, let's, I'm, I got to say again to your dad, because I watch him and I've learned so much from him and I, I've grown from him. Just, you know, the, the, his transparency. Yeah. And I'm, I'm so glad that he taught you and your brother. <laughs> yes, you and your brothers and sisters that authenticity and transparency is a gift mm-hmm. and not a curse to hide behind the things that you've been through so that yeah. you can share and understand. And I want everybody to understand what you just said. When you go through something, there's a silver lining in it. There, there's something there, okay? Just the, the fact of the matter of the experience of my parents lived in two different states gave me the opportunity to travel, even if it was from my, Maryland to, to, to Miami. I had the opportunity. I would probably never got on a plane if my parents had been together. I would probably never have come this far if my parents had stayed together. So to each and every young person out there that's gone through something, focus on the silver lining. And, and reach out, listen, reach out to Daryl Fletcher Jr. Uh, <laughs> I'm so serious. I'm sending people to you. To <laughs> people because I and you you have enlightened me on the fact that as a as an older woman and my older people who are listening right now, we don't always listen. You guys have something to say. And I want the world to know that we have to be open as baby boomers. Mm-hmm. And, and we can't knock the, the younger generation because we like, that's not how we was raised. This is what I tell my son. I would never talk back to my mother. He's like, I'm not really talking back. I'm just answering your question. Can we talk about it? That's <laughs> like, it. I'm like, because I said so. He's like, nah, like, that's not good enough. So I thank you for teaching us that we have to renew our mind because times are changing. We had tape cassette tapes. You know, my son never even saw a cassette tape. So how could he even, you know, relate to some of the stuff that I'm saying to him? So we got to bridge that gap. And I I thank you for having the 20 year old conversation with the 50 year old woman to understand that we are, I love the Lord. You love the Lord. Teach me, don't judge folks because you love the Lord, Trey. Who are Mm. you? So I want you to give a final word to our young people who are Mm. struggling with loving the Lord and being of the world. To the young people. um, And old people. To to everyone. (laughs) Listen, um, one thing I do want to say, the last thing that I want to say is I recently just began to understand who Daryl Fletcher Jr. was, like recently, like Friday. But you have to understand that, like I said earlier, everything that's a part of your life, everything that you go through, the highs and the lows, it's all making you. I recently had the, uh, you know, and I would watch YouTube preachers and singers and try to be like them and try to sing like them and do their runs. But God really revealed to me that I'm not Michael Todd. I'm not Kirk Franklin. I'm not Ty Tribbett. I'm not, I'm not those people. They're influences on me. Yes. And I love their ministry. 
And the same thing for you. You're watching your people. You're watching, you know, even <clears throat> the rappers you watch or, you know, whoever you watch, whoever you aspire to be. You are not them. You are you. And the one thing that I also have to understand that I'm not even Daryl Fletcher Sr. Mm. You have to be who you are. To all my juniors and all my juniors out there, the thirds, the fourths, all of us, everybody, whether you are a junior or not, or whether you're, it doesn't matter. You are who you are. So focus on you and build you. Take care of you. Wake up in the morning, look in the mirror and saying, I am beautiful. I am smart. I am intelligent. I am the apple of God's eye. You have to understand that you have to take care of yourself first. Build up yourself. Build up your strength. Build up your, 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 your self-love and do it. And while you're doing that, trust me, there's people watching you. There's people watching you. There's people watching you. Build your relationship up with God. Build your relationship up with your families and watch where God will take you. Understand that this thing we call life is a journey. It's a journey. It's a journey. Mm. People use that word lightly. A journey is, it's, 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 it's a journey. Yes. A journey is very hard. A journey is very strategic because if I, if I, if I, if I make a wrong step, it, it could deter me from uh, uh, from getting to my destination, and that could add another level of stress and another level of worry that you do not need. So mm. be who you are. Be strong in who God has called you to be. Daily affirmations. If you need sticky notes, write it. Write it. If you want to put them in your phone, write it. And know who God has called you to be. And understand by the time they, and, and, and have this on your mind, by the time they lay you in that ground, people can say, that this person has changed my life. Why? Because they were honest. They were humble. They were open. They were transparent. And I could look at them and I could relate to them. So be you. Don't try to be like them. And don't try to be like anybody else. Be you. Thank you so much, Daryl Fletcher Jr. Listen, if you just tuned in, you tuned into Men Heard to the series, and we have Daryl Fletcher Jr. here. Please follow him on all his platforms. He is a wealth of knowledge at 20 years old. This young man is definitely, definitely going places. Um, and I look forward to being on your journey with you, um, sitting in the front row, watching you grow, um, watching you heal people and watching you share the word of God. And I'm praying for you. I'm praying for your family that God will continue to bless you guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Remember yeah. what I tell you at the end of all my broadcast, you deserve the best. Yes, I'm talking to you. You deserve the best. Now go get it. Peace and blessings. And remember Psalm 147.3, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Psalm 147.3, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds.